welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. A place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits. I want to feel alive. Breathe. Make some moves. Protect the throne. This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. Anyways, welcome everybody to Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. This is your host, Helen Edwards, and this is a story that everybody's been waiting for, how me and Rob became an item. In our first podcast, we actually have done a podcast before. We talked about doing our adventures together. I think it was like nine days or something like that where we just met. So we're going to take it from there. But first, let me set the stage. I had been doing a solo travel on my own and it went through Arizona, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, and then I arrived in Casper, Wyoming to visit my friend M. And the same night that I came to see M is the night that I met Rob Olson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Rob Olson. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> so yes, that night... Uh... A buddy of mine and I were doing a little bar hopping, and it was a really, really slow night. Um, we ended up at uh, the Beacon, which I hadn't been in probably several years. Um, uh, we walked in. I looked around. Uh, I wanted to go play slot machines, but he insisted that we went and sat over near the dance area, and I was like, damn it. And uh, I looked damn up. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I looked up, and I seen this... Uh, table of like 30 21 year old kids and then to the left there's a blonde lady and this really smoking hot fine dark haired chick that was right next to your table I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding it was helen and i was like man some lucky dude is hanging out with her tonight man i'm jealous and uh I was like, well, if I don't see anybody go over there and sit next to them, I might say something. Before I even could put my head down, I look up and here comes Helen and she walks right up to me and just starts talking away. What would you say? I said, hey, is there anybody? No, no. <laughs> anybody hey. sitting at the table? <laughs> no. What, hey. <laughs> what happened was that same 30, ta- that same table of 30 with like 20 somethings, I had went up to and asked them you know, how old are you kids? Because everybody did look young. And I walked up to Rob's table and I said, how old are you guys? And he said, if you sit down, I'll tell you. So I sat down. (laughs) (laughs) I sat down and... On my lap. No. A lot. I I started grinding right away. (laughs) And so I sat down on his... Oh my God, damn it. I sat down and he got me a drink. He asked us if we wanted anything to drink. So me and him sat down and they got us some drinks and we got to talking. I thought he was hitting on M because he was just talking to her so much. So I kind of gave up my idea of like talking to him for the night. But then he just circled back and started talking to me. So I wasn't really sure what his intentions were, but I didn't really care because I was just passing through Casper, Wyoming. It definitely wasn't uh, hitting on a friend. I was definitely going after her. I just had to like, you know, play with her brain a little bit. Um, So we ended up getting a couple drinks. Uh, We sat there for a while. I suckered her in the dancing with me. So we danced a little bit off to the side. He couldn't dance. She, but he tried. I told her I couldn't dance. Works every time. No big deal. (laughs) But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we end up deciding to leave and go to this other bar called Butch's. Yeah. Her and her friend are going to go to Butch's and I'm, I wasn't interested in going to Butch's because there's nothing but Butch's there and I wasn't looking for Butch's. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. It was more like a hip hop bar. And it was more like me and emceeing. We were at a country bar first, which was cool. Cause I love country music. But it wasn't really happening, so we decided to go to this other bar, and he, we told him, you know, if you want to go and meet us, you're more than welcome to. So I discussed it with my buddy, and he was like, hey, have you ever been there? I was like, no, you know, I've heard enough bad things about that place, and I don't feel like getting stabbed tonight. And he's like, oh, come on, you know, we don't got anything better to do. And I was like, all right, you're right. So we ended up going to Butch's, and on our way out of the Beacon, I seen her and her friend getting in her vehicle, and uh, I was like, hey, we'll see you over there. And she's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we get over there. 
of course, uh, they're late, or Helen's late as usual. Um, we were probably there 45 minutes, sitting by the door. Um, nobody had died the whole time we were in there yet, <laughs> so it was a good night. Um, she shows up. I'm like, call her over to the table. She's like, oh, hey, buy her another drink. And we uh, mosey our way to this upstairs dance floor area. The security guard was only going to let me and M go up first. But I was like, uh-uh. They got us drinks. There's four of us. And he was like, later on, like, oh, my God, I knew you were legit when you did that. And I was like, yeah, that's how I catch him, you know. <laughs> and we went upstairs and we started dancing. And one of the things I really loved about Rob right away is that he would dance. Like, he danced at the country bar and he danced at this bar, and he just had no shame in his game. You know, two left feet, he was still, like... Oh, what? He was still Whoa. dropping it like it was hot. And it wow. was hot because, Jod- uh, I swear, Jodeci's song came on. Next thing you know, we're dancing, all, like, dirty dancing. In the middle of this, this floor. It felt like everybody was surrounding us. We went from, like, you couldn't fit another person upstairs because we were the only four people, like, they let up there at a the time because there was, like, maximum capacity. With COVID going on, I mean, people spitting all over your face. Um, I wore somebody else's sweat for a while. It was disgusting. But we were up there dancing, and uh, all of a sudden, like, this huge uh, void breaks out in the middle of the dance floor, and it's me and Helen in the middle just freak dancing away. (laughs) At one point, she ripped, uh, like, my shirt open and was, like, riding me like a bull. I really was, and it was amazing because <laughs> something just comes over me when I dance. I tend to just feel something, and he, he just happened to be my person I was dancing with, and I put my hands through his hair, and he was sweaty, and his eyes were just glowing like a vampire, but more like a sexy vampire. And <laughs> No, but he just looked so good, and I swear there was like this chemistry that immediately connected us. And I ripped his shirt open and grabbed him in the ass and just, like, grinded. And a lot. It was hot. We dropped it on the ground, got back up. Like, it was amazing. I didn't drop her. <laughs> no, not drop me. Like, dropped it like it's hot. Whatever that means. But so- <laughs> it was hot up there. It was, like, in the middle of summertime. It was it was hot. So we were going to go back to – I was staying at a hotel, the Ramcota Hotel with M, and there was two beds, and I said, hey – you know, would you like to go back with me tonight and cuddle? Because um, I really was in need of just some manly cuddling. And he was so sweet. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to ask him. But then I was like, but no sex. Yeah, no sex. And he agreed. And he was like, I'm a gentleman. Sure. And literally did i give you my number then I, yep yeah okay so i'd give him my number and during this whole night we had been talking about me traveling how i got there you yeah, know she, uh, she wanted to go see the tetons uh yellowstone but she'd already kind of like went through that part of the state but didn't like go the right way you know she like into the in casper with her friends so she was like yeah you know um i really want to go see yellowstone i was like well if you go see yellowstone you go see the you know, Teton National Park, and and you know, then you need to go do this, then you need to go do that. And she's like, well, maybe, like, you should just uh, take me. I mean, it sounds like you don't have anything going on, you know. Why don't, <laughs> why don't you just go with me? And I was like, oh, yeah, right, you know, whatever. No, that's not what happened. That is not what happened. <laughs> what happened was... I was like, I'm writing it off as another fan. From, from you know? what I remember, he was saying, I could take you. I've got nothing going on. And you're like, you should take me. Please take me. Take I don't remember. I must have been drinking. Take me there. Because he can make up anything he wants right now because I definitely was drinking. What I do remember is we had an amazing time on the dance floor. Yeah. And the next day. We cuddled. We, we did cuddle. It was amazing. And the next day I woke up and I was hungover. And, but I went hiking with M and he went on home. And I honestly just didn't think I'd ever hear from this guy again. I was like, all right, you know, it's something that done in the past and never really continue talking with somebody and then we're we went hiking and next you know later on the day started going i didn't hear from him for hours figured he passed out and or just forgot about me so i just i really just blew it off but then he messaged me 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he messaged yeah. me. Yeah, I messaged her, and I was like, hey, I thought about you wanting me to go with you to the Tetons in Yellowstone. I was like, why don't you come over, have dinner if you want to. We stay, you can stay at my house, you know, if you don't want to get a hotel for another night. We can discuss going up there, you know, like, worst case scenario, I'll sleep on the couch, but we'd already slept in the same bed. We just cuddled, so I'm ready for another cuddle session. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, come over, have dinner. We'll discuss going up there if that's something you really want to do. And, uh, yeah, she showed up. Before I showed up, I literally was thinking about it because... You know, I was there Friday night. That's when I met him. Saturday night spent with M hiking, hanging out, getting to know her more. And then Sunday I was uh, planning to leave, right? It was yep. Sunday. Yep. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, you're kind of in a fork in the road. You can either go have dinner with this guy or you can just go home. And so it wasn't that I wanted to go traveling with him. I was more thinking, like, I want to just take i want to seize the moment and do something random i want to keep having these random moments of amazingness with people i don't know and getting to know them and i did the same thing when i'd been traveling but i was really kind of like telling myself keep going but then there was part of me that was like you should go have dinner with him so it was this fork in the road and i remember thinking fuck it i'm gonna just message him and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do dinner with him so meanwhile, I was at the same fork in the road because I was like, well, I could keep just like doing odd job working and be a loser and stay at home. Or I could take this beautiful lady to Yellowstone, Teton, and just be able to like tell people later on like, hey, I met this chick randomly at this bar. We hung out for one night. She decides to come over to my house. We end up going to Yellowstone. We have this great time. I mean, it's stuff like movies are made out of, you know. So I was like, I don't have anything going on like pressing i'm gonna go do it you know but first i had to win her over with the dinner so i made sure i cooked her the best steak she's ever had and it uh, was the best steak i ever had in fact i walked in the house his house was so country <laughs> this is one of the first things i noticed about him was the, his house it was beautiful i immediately fell in love with it it had the country feel to it the walls were turquoise gray brown like just really beautiful cabin type feel to it but it wasn't a cabin and i it was very homey and i walked in the kitchen and i his cabinets were really nice and i remember i never seen cabinets that color before they were kind of what what color are your cabinets it's like wax uh it's like uh chalk paint wax over it was so beautiful though to me and he was so eccentric and so happy and just seeing him in his element i was just thinking whoa and i said is this your house like are these your cabinets and he was like oh yeah i did that i did that and i was just like what and that immediately turned me on because not only was he this cool guy but he did his house the way he wanted (laughs) (laughs) and it just really attracted me to him as like he's a man he's a man's man he takes care of himself in his house and his dinner was amazing i mean he's would you smoke it or yep, something yep, on the in a trigger and i never heard of that it's got it's so fantastic and i literally thought i had had the most amazing steak before no not until i had rob's steak it was just blew me out of the water i loved it, it like melted in my mouth not in my hands, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it didn't stop there, though. It didn't. No, you made me breakfast. I don't uh, remember that. Breakfast, lunch, dinners. Uh, I'm somebody who I, I don't like to cook, and you love to cook, and it was like a perfect match. But no, before it was like a perfect match. He was really nice. He was just very accommodating. We talked for hours upon hours, and uh, pretty much. The way we looked at it was that we were just going to seize this moment, have an amazing time, and tell each other everything about our lives because we were kind of in the same place in our life and had come from the same place, just almost very similar backgrounds with our past relationships. So it was almost like we could understand, from my perspective, I understood what he was talking about. I understood the pain behind that. He understood mine. 
and it almost allowed us to just become completely free with all of our secrets. We talked all about the people we were talking to online on our dating apps. He was always bringing up Tinder. Oh, check out this chick I'm talking to on Tinder. It was really funny. It was like we were just kind of sharing our life very openly. It was like like hanging out with like your best friend um, of the opposite sex. Like deep down, you're like, man, she's good looking. But like, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like I shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. Like it's gonna break guy code, but I'm gonna tell her. You know, like it was back and forth. Um, I didn't hold back anything. She didn't hold back anything. She told me some stuff that I was like, I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> Please don't say it again. But uh, <laughs> um, after that, uh, literally, we got our bearings together and we decided to uh, do the Jackson Yellowstone trip. So we took my vehicle, Bullet, I like to call it. It was an SUV Mazda. We took it on the road. And that ha that's what I've been traveling in all this time. And we took it to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, the Tetons. Yep. And then we uh, we stayed one night in Jackson. Uh, we we had the Tetons on the way up, and then uh, we stayed in, or we went through Yellowstone the next day. Yeah. Teton. We're just kind of running through this because we talked about this yep. our whole adventure in our first podcast, which you can take a think, look at. I think we stayed night in Cody, Wyoming. Yeah, we went to Yellowstone, Cody, Wyoming. And then we hit Thermopolis. Thermopolis. Seeing the dinosaur yeah, right. exhibit and stuff. Yeah, and then, it was cool. Uh, we got home up to my house and we swapped out all the the camp and stuff for like tourist stuff and which I think we did we stay one night here? Yeah, we stayed mm -hmm. one night here and then we jumped in and we went to the Black Hills and we ended up staying one night there. That's South Dakota. Yep. And then on the way back from South Dakota we seen everything there is Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse. On the way back we seen Devil's, Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower, yeah. Yep. And then we came back here. And the plan was when I got back here, I was going to get my stuff and get on my way. But with the freak snowstorm, there was a freak snowstorm. Early, early September. Ran randomly, yeah. And I don't know how to drive in snow. I'm from Arizona, so 16 Dude. years. I don't know how to drive in snow. And it wasn't just like any snow. I mean, there was snow. Yeah, like it might have been eight inches. I think it was eight inches of snow. Yeah. And then like most, almost all the roads around. And the whole state were closed. And I, so this is, this is September and I'm thinking to myself, like, I need to be back in Phoenix. There's nothing I really have to do, but I got to be in Phoenix for my 40th birthday party. That's the one thing. And I just kept thinking, okay, do I have time? And he was like, well, you can't drive in the snow. It's really dangerous. Like, you know, these are the dangerous roads. Roads are closed. You don't want to yeah. go this way. You right. don't want to get caught on this So road. I was like, when do you think it's going to leave? And he was like, I don't know, maybe a day, maybe two days. And I was like, okay. She didn't know this, but I was showing her the, like a copy of the old road report saying it was all bad <laughs> every day. So I just thought to myself like, okay, well, if I stay three extra days, then I could still make it after I leave. But since I'm going to stay three extra days, I'm going to make the best of it. So we went sledding. Yeah, we just kept doing whatever we did. Like the adventure never stopped. Even if we were like kind of like stuck at home, we just kept killing it every just day having so much fun so then um we go sledding we do all that stuff the day comes where helen's got to get home she's got two days before her birthday mm -hmm. she's already a slow driver so i mean it's gonna <laughs> take all those two days to go 14 hours we did the so the day i left <laughs> the day i left i said do a podcast with me i want to remember you i want to remember these times so that's when we did the podcast and then Hugged it out. Was like, it's time for me to go. He wrote me a letter. <laughs> Put it in a gas tank. Yeah. Gas cap. You know, no big deal. But uh, um, Gave me his snow jacket because I didn't have any I didn't have any winter clothes. There was still a little bit of snow on the ground. Yeah, the roads were clear. There was still snow on the ground. There was still, it was cold out. And she was going to take it. I mean, it's pretty rough. That route's known for being closed a lot. So if she got stranded, I want to make sure she had a coat. She ends up leaving. It's business as usual. I go back to doing, you know, odd jobs, side work that day. Go meet a buddy at the bar that night. And out of nowhere, I get this phone call from Helen. It's all scratchy. I can't understand what she's saying. She hangs up. I go outside. She sends me a message that says her car broke down. So, I, like, I, I barely get through to her. I can hear her voice. And I was like, where you at? She's like, I'm in Rollins. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh what's going on she tells me what's going on i said look i said i can come get you 
I should I gotta make a couple more phone calls. I gotta make a couple more phone calls. I was like, well, don't go any further. Stay there. If you need me to, I can come get you. I can bring your vehicle back. We can fig- like book a flight, whatever. We can fly out of Casper. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, well, so when I left, the bullet, my vehicle bullet was in great condition. We'd got it checked, the oil done. Everything was good to go. On my way down to Rawlings, which is three hours from Casper, Wyoming, where I was. It was like two hours, but it took hell of three <laughs> hours to get there. There was snow on the ground. <laughs> There's this place on the way through, on the way from Casper to Rawlings that's called Muddy Gap. Muddy Gap. The car starts choking. The, the SUV starts choking out of nowhere, right as, as soon as I passed it, the gas station. And... My service cut out. I had I started driving blind. I didn't know where I was going. Um, I started freaking out. Like I didn't know how far I can go. I was like, maybe I can make it to Salt Lake City. But when I got to Rawlings, uh, I called him and I was like, hey, can you come get me? <laughs> and he, the crazy part about this story is this muddy gap place that my vehicle was choking on. Like two, maybe I think it was maybe three weeks. Previous, I dropped my transmission on my truck right in the exact same spot. And like when I crossed Muddy Gap, my nephew was with me in the car. Like he can vouch for me. Like he heard the motor just like stall, and we limped it up, limped it up, and then boom, dropped the tranny. You know, a couple miles down the road. But I told her the story. I was like, "You're gonna go through Muddy Gap, and that's exactly where I just dropped my transmission two weeks ago." You know, and it was weird. Let like her car started breaking down in the same spot. In the same spot. Like, we showed each other where it was at. Yeah. I guess it was, like, all the sugar I put in our oil tank. (laughs) It finally, it finally, like, broke it, but... Uh, I knew something was (laughs) up, because I was like, what is happening? Like, Casper, Wyoming does not want me to leave. And so he tells me, book a flight to your birthday in Phoenix, and, you know, we'll get your, we'll get Bullet back here to Casper, and... We'll get it fixed, just... We'll get you there, Zona. I'll take care of the rest. You know, we'll get it figured out. Um, I went and picked her up in Rollins. I went and got a trailer. I back up. I find the car in, the, in this back alley, like this parking lot. I call her on the phone. She comes out. She's all drunk. I wasn't all you know, drunk. Howling at the moon and stuff. You make me sound like a zombie. <laughs> and uh, I back up to her rig, and then we're getting ready loaded up. And she's like, whose truck is this? What what are you, what are we gonna do? Who's gonna haul this back for us? And I was like, that's my truck. You rode in a couple times already. Uh, that's how I knew she was drunk. No. And I was like, and we're like, there's no AAA out here. Like you're your own tow truck company. You know, like if you're somewhere where you can get it out, you get it out. So we loaded it up, and literally, she wasn't. I don't think she was in the vehicle for 30 minutes, and she just passed out. You tell she just she's all tuckered out from a long day. <laughs> He was my savior. I was so thankful, and he drove me back here to Casper. He and he took me to the airport the next day to catch my flight to be in Phoenix the following day for my birthday. And I had booked a stay in Phoenix for a week. Um, when I went to Phoenix, he just kept assuring me, like, you know, have fun. I'm going to take care of your vehicle, find out what's wrong with it, and let you know. And I just kept thinking, like, I'm so sorry. Like, all my stuff's up there. And, you know, I am I swear when I get back to Casper, I'm going to, I'll pack up and leave. Trust me, you're not stuck with me. And he just kept saying, you're fine. You can stay as long as you want. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I went to Phoenix. I rallied with my friends. I had a lot of fun. Brought in my 40th year. It was amazing. I missed Phoenix a lot. I, I just felt like I never left, really. And then... Probably the last day, last two days while I was in Arizona before I flew back here to Casper, I started missing Rob. I was like, I wonder what he's doing. He told me he was going to a bar or some kind of celebration, something with old co-workers or his friends. Or he told me something. And I was like, okay, I know he's at a bar. And I wonder what he's doing. He sent me a video. And that's when I saw the video. That's when I knew. I was like, okay, I'm kind of jealous. I'm not there with him. And, uh, and then I watched it like 25 times and (laughs) that's when I knew I was like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, uh, I'm over here watching him and looking at him. Like the way I viewed him was way different. Like the time that we had spent before, which was like, what a month, 
No. We were together for like nine days before. Nine days before. Nine, 10, 11, 12, like 15 days. Two, almost like three weeks. Two weeks? Okay. It was a long time, it felt like, because it was... The first time? Oh, you, no, wait, wait, wait. It was nine days. Attempt. It was nine days, guys. Okay, well, whatever. It felt like... No, I felt like it was longer. It okay, but anyways, I, I'm not even trying to do math right now because it's going to, like, really mess she me up. She can't do it when she's not messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just remember thinking, you know, this guy that I met, like, we're not supposed to have any feelings for each other. That was the deal when we met. I was, like, the guide. I kept her I safe. was like, you just... She wanted to tackle grizzly bears. I stopped her. <laughs> she wanted to ride a buffalo. I stopped her. You know, yeah, you kept me safe. And tried, I made sure, I kept telling him, like, look, like, my intentions is I'm looking for a mate, but I know your intentions just to have a good time in life right now. Like, we're just going to have fun. I can do that. We can just have a good time, and I'll just pass on through when it's all over. And we kind of kept, we kept that understanding. There's no feelings involved or no fantasy of us thinking we're going to be together in the future. We made sure that we were kind of checking in like, okay, I, I remember one time saying to him, oh my God, it's so weird. I have like no fantasies of us ever being together. Like, this is awesome. And he was like, I know, right? Me neither. And we literally were like, yeah, nothing's going to happen with us. We are, we're golden. Like we got this, you know? And next, you know, I'm in Phoenix watching his video like 25 times thinking, gosh, I don't know what's happening, happening, but I kind of like I miss this guy. So I fly back here, and neither one of us has got sleep the night before. Yeah, I pick her up at the airport. Um, I it was weird, like the whole time. So the whole time she was gone, I just li literally just worked. It might have been like 12, 14 hour days. I just I stayed busy, and it was like I was reliving, like reminiscing of like the trips, the, the multiple trips we did, like the nine days prior. And it was, it was crazy for me to, uh, to even like convince myself that it was real. And then, and like, I'd, I'd wake up, I'd wake up alone. Like I'd look over, she wasn't laying there and I'd get up, whatever, go shower, go get dressed. And I'd look. And the only reason I knew it was real is because all of her shit <laughs> went from one end of my room to the other that we unloaded out of her vehicle for me to take it to the place. And she couldn't, she could only take one bag on the plane. So I had her shit everywhere. I mean, shit everywhere. Stuffed animals, uh, sleeping bags, random tents. Like there was stuff everywhere. So, um, just because all that stuff is the only reason, like it kept me in check with reality. It was like, you know, like I had a great time and it was, it was awesome. And I got to get through this week. But I know, like, deep down, like, Helen's coming back because all of her stuff's here. <laughs> there's no way I can ship all of it. So I was like, no matter what, she's coming back. It gave me, like, a little bit of, like, uh, reinforcement of uh, what the nine days prior of her leaving actually happened. So um, I picked her up at the airport, got her some flowers because I thought she was a special lady. It was her birthday present, like a late birthday present, you know, <laughs> since I didn't get to participate. And, uh... Um, that night was, it was something out of this world. It was crazy. Like we, we had dinner, I'm cooking all day. Uh, we, we sat out by the fire. We listened to music. We drank multiple bottles of wine. He was so excited to tell me about this fire pit he got. He was like, I know you like fire pits. So I got a fire pit and it was so beautiful. It was it was, I don't even know how to describe the fire pit he had. It's gorgeous. I thought it was like just a little fire pit. It was like, whoa. No, a buddy of mine made it and uh, <laughs> I lucked into it and it's got like the glass on top and you hook the propane up or whatever and we sat out there. And... That outside looks like a tree stump. Like yep. it's really cool. It's got a cowboy on it or something, yep. right? Yeah, it's really, really cool. It's big. It's big. Yeah, it's pretty good size. We... And we, we hung out there, like, damn near, like, all night, just sitting there, talking. Laughing. Looking at each other. I think she was sitting on my lap the whole time. My legs went numb. No. They're still numb. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was an adventure for sure. And it was kind of like, I don't know, like, it lasted for a couple of days. I mean, the vehicle was still getting worked on. We didn't know 
what was going on with it. Um, but just, okay, so bringing it back to that night real quick. Uh, something cool that happened is that, I gotta tell the story. <laughs> I could tell the story forever. But we were reminiscing about dating life again. It was one of our favorite subjects, it seemed like, to kind of keep us both in check was our him on his Tinder sites and me on my dating sites. Jealous. And I never got jealous, really. I was just more like, all right, this is, you know, this is Rob. This is what he does. He talks to chicks on Tinder. But he he was like, what about your dating site? I never got to see it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Let me show you. So I showed him my dating site and on it was saying what the perfect evening would be for me and i hadn't read my profile site in like a long time so it was saying uh you know a guy who brings me flowers good music glasses of wine by the fire outside staring at the stars having a good conversation and it's exactly what we had done and what we had done actually other times too um but it just kind of like hit me like, oh my gosh, this is, and then he made, I don't, he wasn't joking, but to me at the time, he was always throwing little jokes out and he was saying, that's me. It's all me that's talking about. And I was just like, yeah, but it just kind of hit me like, okay, it is you. It is, this is the guy, like what the heck is happening? And I think that's when it started to hit me. Like there's a divine intervention here because you know, bullet, the Mazda breaking down, the snow, the random freak snowstorm kept me here longer. Uh, you know, all these things I'm trying to leave and I just, I keep coming back and it's bringing us closer and closer together to spend time. And we're having like the time of our lives right now. Yeah, it was, it would have been hard. Uh, it would have been hard if you would have left and your car didn't break down. Like there's no, te- like there's no way you probably ever would have came back. And, uh, I'm just glad I put that sugar in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was it was really weird that that night. You, you she first came back because I I knew like at that time I was like man like I'm really excited like I think I do have feelings for this person, but she's still at the same time she's still being all standoffish and we we keep each other in check and we keep joking around. Um, it was really strange for the fact that we were so open in the beginning with like our conversations of like our past and everything we did for it to even like click like it did. Like we built this foundation up on um, basically like there was no secrets. It was super open of what was going on. And uh, I think that contributes to like how our feelings grew the way they did. And it like made, like myself feel like reassured that it was all right to feel the way I felt because like I knew who you were, you know, I didn't feel like you were holding anything back. Um, yeah, it was, that, that first night was crazy. Then we spent more time together. We ended up going on date and I asked him out on a date. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to see how this goes. The date kind of went a little bit different, different than we planned. <laughs> And, but we still had an amazing time. And then we, so at this time, we realized we had to sell Bullet. We had to sell the Mazda. The Mazda was no longer workable. So we sold the Mazda. Um, But the idea was to sell the vehicle as soon as we sell it as fast as we can. uh, Rent a car. And then he was going to drive me back to Arizona. But we were going to turn it into what, like our last road trip. Well, he wasn't looking at it like it was our last road trip. I was looking at it like, I need to get back to Arizona. And She kept, like, hinting. She's like, you know, I can, like, work remote and do stuff. And I'm like, oh, you can? Cool. Like, you come work remote with me, you know. And before she left, she said, you know, I still want to, like, if you want a road trip with me, I still want to hit that four corners, you know, when I get back. Maybe you can jump in and maybe you fly back to Casper after that or whatever. Not knowing that her vehicle was going to be broke down. So once we finally realized that it wasn't worth the cost of fixing the vehicle, we sold it. I was like, look, let's just road trip down. We'll hit the four corners. We'll hit whatever you want to see. I want to see the Grand Canyon. We actually talked about hiking into the Grand Canyon, which thank God we didn't. It was too hot. But um, (laughs) that was the plan going down. And then I always left it open in the conversation like, Maybe, you know, we get done with this trip, 
Maybe we pick up some more of your stuff. Maybe you come back home with me. You can hang out in Casper for a while. You know, you like snow all of a sudden. You're a pro sledder. Um, <laughs> maybe this will work. And she was always like, oh, yeah, maybe. You know, like hitting like she liked it too, but wouldn't commit. And then one night out of nowhere, we're planning this trip. And I still have like a, like a pretty good um, amount of hope that she was going to come back. Like, I just didn't feel like it was going to end. Like, literally every day we spent together, we are growing closer. Um, the feelings were, like, multiplied from whatever feelings I had when she was gone. So I was like, you know, there's no way, there's no way that she's not coming back to me. I mean, come on. <laughs> no way. And, uh, yeah, go ahead tell them. So basically what we were talking about the plan, I said look, I got something to tell you. I've made the decision that when I go back to Arizona, I'm going to stay. And his face just dropped. Like, his, he looked like he just got stabbed or punched in the stomach. And it just felt, like, I can tell, like, he felt really bad about it. <laughs> Not in a bad, like, sad way, but more like a, what? Like, stunned. So he was like, okay, I need to take a shower. And I was like, okay. So I went and took a shower. And during him taking a shower, I remember thinking about it. Like, what did I just do? Is this what I really want? Am I saying this because I, I'm running you know, away from commitment? Am I afraid? And I just realized, like, I am afraid. I was afraid of commitment. I was afraid of getting heartbroken again. I was afraid of you know, another failed relationship, all these fears was making me go back to my safe place, which was Arizona. I know Arizona. I know I got friends. I got support. Like to, to just drop it all for this guy was like, wait, what? You know? So as soon as I realized like, Hey, you're, you're choosing fear over love. Like, what are you doing? This is everything that you know, like you practice what you preach you need to change it up and you got this one opportunity to do it. So, and like, I mean, in the situation, like I get where she's coming from, like geography, it didn't make any sense. Like Casper, Wyoming, she's from Arizona. She spends time up in Oregon. Like it's a really weird triangle. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it didn't make sense at all. And so the whole time, like it was going on, I was like, it's not going to happen. There's no way she lives in Arizona. You're not going to live in Arizona. Like it's, you'll, you'll melt, you'll melt down there, you know? <laughs> and like, I like Oregon. Like I could live in Oregon. We know. both want to eventually live in Oregon. That was really cool. So I was like, ah, Oregon's cool, but man, Arizona, I don't know. I've never been there. I heard it's hot. You know, I'm not a hot kind of guy. I got chest hair, you know? Just I'm more matter. like, I'm not a cold kind of girl. <laughs> I got chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. I came out of the shower and I was, I'm not going to lie. Like when I was in there, I was just kind of like, I was taken back. Like I got kicked in the stomach. Cause I was like, I'm feeling all these feelings for this person and I'm, I'm feeling these vibes and I'm like, for sure. She's feeling these same vibes. So like how far off the chart am I, if she's not feeling the same thing I'm feeling. So it, it was, it was like, it did take me back and I was, I was pretty sad, but thank God we talked some sense into her. I don't know how, but. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, tell yeah me. i he came out and i could tell he was just bummed and i was just like this is it like woman up so i looked at him dead in the eyes and i said look okay this is what's really going on and i explained to him my feelings and this is like probably the first time that we actually talked about feelings because it was more like dan a dance we played around this was like boom you know, I have feelings for you. I am scared. I don't know, like, if I stay, then this is exactly what I want. You know, if I go, then this is how it's going to be. And basically, long story short, I was like, I'm in love with the Coco. <laughs> I was like, I'm in love with you. And I want, if, if I stay, like, I want a boyfriend. So I kind of forced him into it. She's sucking me in. I mean, I, I was like, was "You're no my doubt. boyfriend, or else I'm out." This but JJ's gone. <laughs> <laughs> she took it and ran. <laughs> because then she can't run fast. 
<laughs> I caught her right at the end of the road. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool for one aspect because I mean the ultimatum was not cool. That was bullshit. <laughs> no, no, uh, it was cool because like for the first time in our wild and crazy adventures, like um, everything like I was feeling was reciprocated, like like I thought it was gonna be, you know, the whole time. But like the feelings were out there. She laid the she laid it all out there. So I laid it out there too. I was like, look, I feel the same way. Um, you know, let's try it out. Um, like I said. Geographically, it doesn't make any sense, but we're both free spirits, right? You're like free birds, let's do it. So, um, she took me to Arizona. So, before that, that oh, same geez. night, I got to mention this. I basically said, if I do this, if, if we do this, if we decide to really 100% commit, like we're in a relationship, I'm a girlfriend, you're my boyfriend, you know, I jump into this relationship i want you to know like we're not gonna stay living here just in wyoming we're gonna have homes and it could be homes like i'm an abundant thinker like this is wyoming can be our home arizona can be our home oregon can also be our home if we choose it we can do whatever we want we can go wherever we want and that's the kind of partner i need to have is somebody who sees and you don't have to think exactly like me, but like our vision's got to be on board with each other. Like we're partners. Nobody's weighing anybody down, but we're helping each other grow. So then we went to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and at this point in my life, um, I'm not stuck here. I got a house here, but like currently I'm not employed, so I can go wherever the hell I want to go. Um, the wind sucks here and the winter's starting to suck really bad. So Arizona doesn't sound too bad in the winter, but uh, I said I would do one winter here where we figure things out and kind of, you know, figure out our, our dance with the multiple homes. Um, but I'm, I'm totally up for the adventure since he has his home here. Um, and I can work remotely. So let's do this. Let's do winter. Let's do winter, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> anyway then we went to uh we started a trip down to arizona yeah and i I'm took him to I'm meet the family he met the family the friends friends i mean we did so much we did seven days uh seven states seven days and we i took him to all my favorite places in arizona uh flagstaff prescott valley the grand canyon sedona uh phoenix bullhead um, city bullhead city Laughlin. We went to Laughlin, Nevada, uh, Fort Mojave, Needles, California. We went to the Arches in Utah. We went to Grand Junction in Colorado. Went to uh, the Zion, Zion. Zion National, National Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we went to, that's right, we went to um, the Four Corners that was closed. <laughs> yep. It was closed. They didn't, they didn't tell us until we got there. Yeah, we did a lot and we still had fun. And I think one of the things like just to as we're coming to a close here um, in a little bit, some of the key things I want to point out that I think people should know is like, I mean, obviously there's jumping in too fast. You know, did you jump in too fast? There's so many guidelines that people have on relationships. I definitely feel like this was a divine intervention. Like fate just kept bringing me back and kept putting us together and we have fun every day. Yep. We laugh every day. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is we spend 24-7 of our days, uh, so far, 90 days together. Right? About 90 days. Yeah. 90 plus days. So 90 days, 24-7 together. And only take eight days out of that. And that's the, the days I went to Phoenix and that week I spent away. But other than that, We've spent 24-7 of our days together, and it's never a dull moment. We're always laughing. We got show her off. We dance. We have date nights. We watch shows together. We constantly talk. Uh, he's a Leo. I'm a Virgo. We respect each other's. Um, we respect each other. That first and foremost. We're friends. Yeah, and, and like we based, uh, I think the, the crazy part is, is like we both jumped in. 
and everybody would be like, oh man, you guys barely know each other, blah, blah, blah. Like we just jumped in with like no regrets, no nothing. Like we didn't reserve nothing. Like she told me all this shit I didn't want to hear. <laughs> I told her stuff she didn't want to hear. And like we were just completely honest because we didn't have nothing to lose um, from day one. We just, it was, that was part of the deal that made it, I think as special as it is, is we didn't hold anything back. And here we are, and it's and like we're still getting along great. Um, she chooses not to fight with me, which is good. I mean, because <laughs> I'm a worthy opponent, you know. Like, worthy opponent. I don't lose, you know. <laughs> I don't lose either. So Unless it comes to Mario Kart. Yeah, he lost to Mario Kart, but really? <laughs> he likes to place bets, and so far I've won all of them. Just for the record, just for the record here. <laughs> but seriously, I just think that. You know, one of the things we realize is we're both givers. We water each other. Uh, one of the things he told me that I was first initially attracted to is he wants to be a better man. His goal was to better himself. This wasn't when he had feelings for me. He told me this when I first met him. Like, he really, he's in a new place in his life. And that, to me, was very attractive because that meant he's growing on his own. And it's not for somebody. Like, he's... He wants to do better for himself first and foremost. And that was really important to me. So, and then knowing our past relationships, like very openly discussing them made me realize like, you know, I want to be better for him. Not, I mean, I was already a happy person before I met him. He just adds more addition to happiness to my life. And that was really good for us also. Like there's no feelings for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I mean, it was, it was a, I mean, so far it's been a heck of an adventure. Um, I can't name all the places we've been. And <laughs> if I did, I'd be lying because I'd forget half of them. But it, it's been, it's been fun. Um, every day I wake up, I look forward to the next day. Um, it's a, Yeah, it's definitely a new feeling. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future brings and what's going to happen. He's definitely different he's very eccentric very fiery very go-getter um has so many ideas and very he executes them he's very positive he's got a little temper there's things he's country i mean real country very country (laughs) country to the third power (laughs) she's very she's very arizona (laughs) I got Kelly in me too. Bougie. Ah, uh, not that. Just bougie. the bougie part of Kelly. I can be a little bougie. She's a chameleon. She, you know, if it's green outside, she's green. If I'm smiling, she's smiling. Cause I'm always smiling, so that's why it works out good. But yeah, she's bougie as hell. <laughs> we just put up with it. No, we just. It, I think that our differences also make it really fun. We have a lot of fun, but I think one of the things we always said is like, let's not get stagnant. Let's let's communicate, communicate. And even if we don't like what we have to say, like, let's communicate. And I think that I was telling him last night, like one of the things I really love about him is he makes me feel safe. And even if there's like something we're upset about, I don't feel like there's an out, which in my past relationships, I was always like, If something went bad, I was like, where's the out? Where's the door? Where's the back door? Where's the exit? Like, how do I get out of this? And I don't feel that way with Rob at all. I feel like, okay, we're going to have to work through this. Like, I'm not letting go of him. He's not letting go of me. Like, we're in this now. Yeah. So. Stuck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never stuck. But I choose to be here. And so... Like right before we wrap this up right now, one of the things is I want to just tell people out there, um, you know, this love story, I like to call it, is something that I always knew was there. I just didn't realize it was happening while it was happening, which for somebody like me who's a control freak, like I want to know, I got to have control. I got to know what's going on. I like to play the pieces and put them where they need to be. This kind of happened outside of my control and it surprised the shit out of me and I'm in love I'm very happy and I know that there's love after love there's love after heartbreak 
there's healing powers. Like I made sure I was like healing through my solo journey. And I had to do that before I met Rob. So that way I could be like 100% with him and be 100% certain that I'm, I do want to be with him and that there's no exit doors. And I gotta, I gotta choose to commit to this, which I am. You are? <laughs> Shit. I got so serious. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I want to give people hope. Like, don't give up and you deserve to be happy. And if you're in a relationship that's toxic or somebody's talking down to you or, you know, mistreating you, you deserve better than that. And I know that from my own experience. I've been in toxic relationships. I've been in relationships where I stayed in way too long. Uh, where both people were unhappy and it's not that it's a waste of time it's more like it's precious time that you could be out there with a person that you really need to be with that's gonna you guys are gonna be happy together and you're gonna make bigger and better moves together and I feel like that's where I'm at right now yeah you yeah agree. you agree <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely all right. Well, thank you so much, Rob Olson, for being on the show. Anytime, anytime. He's my partner in crime, my road warrior partner, my business partner. Oh, shit. <laughs> ride or die. He's my ride or die. My ride or fly. <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy that he chose me and I chose him. Faith chose us. Faith chose us. That's for sure. Faith chose us. All right, well, I'm going to end this. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, we love your feedback, sexyfreedomnow at gmail.com. Follow me, Helen Edwards, on my Instagram, hell of a journey with one L, Sexy Freedom Media. Check, our, check out our Etsy store. You can get signed copies of Nothing Sexy Than Freedom, uh, cool warrior jewelry, I like to call it, um, smudge feather fans, and limited apparel. And I am now coaching, so if you're interested in working with Coachella, Coachella, <laughs> uh, email me. You get a free questionnaire, and we can go from there. So sexyfreedomnow at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe. Sharing is caring. Ciao. Want to hear more? Duh. Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.